Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. All right, so my friends, I want us to stand. I want us to open our Bible to the book of Revelation. The answer man is actually not Christ. The answer man is the Antichrist, is the Antichrist. Sometimes people say, well, well, Pastor, why, why do we have to study about the Antichrist? Uh, why can't we just focus on Christ? Well, number one, the Bible has a lot to say about this subject, and therefore, if the Bible talks about it, we need to study it. We need to be prepared, and, and, and we need to prepare the, the future generation of the things to come. Uh, the writer of Hebrews said, you know, you got to come to a place where, where you're not just feeding on, on milk, but you're getting some meat into your spiritual diet. And many times are just, our churches are now full of messages of God loves you. Well, awesome. Uh, th- those are foundational things. Somewhere we got to move from milk to meat. Somewhere we got to get into the deeper things of God and be able to chew on it and be able to digest it so that we will grow and we will be ready. And as I mentioned before, Paul said that he doesn't want us to be ignorant regarding the devil's devices. And part of our responsibility is to expose the darkness. Jesus said, you are the light. He said, I am the light, you are the light. What does the light do? The light exposes darkness. So in Revelations 19, 11, I actually want to start with the Christ. Let's look at the Christ. There's an image actually that I have of, of Christ and, and his return and, and his rule and his reign on the earth. And then let's talk about the answer man. In Revelations 19, 11, it says this. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, watch this, he judges and he makes war. He judges and he makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. Who was he talking about? He's talking about Christ. He's talking about Jesus, right? This is what John saw. And remember, remember John is seeing a Jesus that he is unfamiliar with. He, this is not the Jesus that he put his head on, on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper. This, is, this looks like somebody else to John. It says, And the armies in heaven, clothed with fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. Come on. He should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God. Now I want you to turn Revelations 13.1. That is the Christ. Let's look at the Antichrist. Antichrist is an adversary, but anti also means to replace. To replace. Revelations 13.1. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast. I'll speak to you about this beast. We're not, we're not talking about Godzilla, all right? This beast is actually a human being. But notice how John describes this human being. 
He says, I saw him rising up out of the sea. Uh, the sea represents humanity. Out of humanity came this man that looked like a beast. And John said, here's what I saw. Having seven heads and ten horns. And on his horns were ten crowns. And on his heads a blasphemous name. And now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon, who's the dragon, church? Who's the dragon? Satan is the dragon. So notice who's behind this person. The dragon gave his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one on, on one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and a deadly wound, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. All the world marveled and followed the beast. And so they worshipped the dragon. Have you noticed the rise in occultism and Satanism? You know that Satanism is an official religion. You get a tax receipt. All the world worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, Who is like the beast who is able to? To make war with him. Who's like him? He's, he's phenomenal. He's charismatic. He's an amazing leader. These nations follow him. He has ruled the world. Who is able to make war with the beast? But I'm going to show you, my friends, there is one that is not only able to make war with the beast, but to destroy him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you give us enlightenment. You open our hearts and our eyes that we may see and understand. Fill us with faith in the mighty and awesome name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. High five somebody virtually, whatever it is you do beside you, and then you may be seated. <laughs> Woo! Say this with me. The answer man is coming. I hope that you realize and you understand that the world is literally being primed for the Antichrist to arrive. And, and to provide answers for all the world's problems. If, if, if you think that the world has problems now, that the world has problems today, there is a time coming with more plagues and more calamity and more war that when the Antichrist comes, he will have solutions. He will resolve the world's problems and they will follow him. What he will do is he will create a federal political system along with a religious system and through politics and religion, they will rule the world. As a matter of fact, next week I'll get into this, but the Bible calls this religion the great whore. Babylon the great, the mother of all whores, and that the whore rides the beast. In other words, the beast uses a religious system to get into power, but eventually, once the beast is in power, he will turn on the whore and actually destroy her. What the Bible says about the whore is that she is drunk with the blood of the saints. So, so this is, my friends, a false religion that, that will rise in the earth, that the entire world will follow, and at the head of it will be this beast that is being supported by the dragon, but then later on the Bible tells us a second beast, who is known as the false prophet, will come. 
He's the one that is actually going to heal the beast of this mortal wound. Does it sound familiar to you that one is coming, but then there is a prophet that comes to speak about the beast? Isn't it, isn't it sound like John the Baptist? You, you notice the real and the counterfeit. John the Baptist comes speaking of Christ. The false prophet comes speaking of the beast, and the whole world will follow the beast and the false prophet, they will marvel and they will worship Satan because this has been his very desire from the very beginning. As a matter of fact, this is why Satan was thrown out of heaven because, and I'll read it to you out of Isaiah, because he said, I, I, I want to be like God and I want to be worshipped like God. Even in Luke chapter 4, where he tempted Jesus, what did he say? Bow down to me, bow down to me and worship me and I'll give you all the kingdoms and I'll give you all their glory because this is what he's after. This is what he's always been after is he wants to be like God and he wants to receive the glory and the praise of the nations and of the people. As a matter of fact, my friends, it started at the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis where all the world got together at that time and they said, we're going to build a tower and we're going to make this tower so high that we're going to reach God. Now, here's what's amazing. In that day, you wouldn't have that kind of technology. I mean, you're really, you're really talking about dimensions. You're not even talking about, well, God is up there. But, but in their mind, they said, we're going we're to build a tower and we're going to reach God. And here's what's interesting. It got the attention of God. It got the attention of God that he said, we're going to have to go down there and we're going to have to mess up this situation. And literally God confounded them. He created confusion so that they separated because you know what God said? He said, if we allow this to happen, nothing will be impossible to them. Interesting. And my friends, we are, we are living in a day of globalism. We are, we, we are living in a day, you always hear this kind of stuff, we're in it together. Hmm? Doesn't that sound cute? We're in it together. But, but behind it is this idea of unifying nations and unifying people. And whenever man tries to do this, mankind tries to do this, God is always against it. God is always opposed to it because on the surface, it sounds good. You know, global problems need global solutions. Isn't that, it just sounds good. It just sounds right. But here's what God knows. What God knows is when that begins to happen, people suffer. From the Tower of Babel to the city of Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar to the Romans to the Greeks to the Byzantines to Hitler and Mussolini and the Nazis and Napoleon and, and everybody else that has tried to have world domination in one way or another, God has always resisted it. God has always opposed it. God has always destroyed it. But, but they're, like, they're like people that have been running a race and now they're about to turn the baton over to the beast and the false prophet and Satan who's behind it all. He's the power behind it all. And so the Bible tells us that we need to expose the works of darkness so that we are prepared. I want you to notice something else in the Bible because the great city and the great system of, of the false religion and the false political system is always known in the Bible as Babylon. 
Babylon the Great, it's not only a physical place, but it's also this, this state, this immorality that, that the world wants to create that's very opposite to God. So you have two cities in the Bible that are always in conflict, Babylon and Jerusalem. God says, Jerusalem is my city. I'm going to build Jerusalem. I'm going to put my throne in Jerusalem. This is why I have all the problems in the Middle East is because God is saying, that's where I'm going to put my throne. And then you have this counterfeit system called Babylon the Great that really a lot of it is not only political, not only religious, but it's also a great commercial place. Buying, selling, it's based on materialism, it's based on wealth. And so now you have these, these spiritual entities, God and Satan. Watch this, because the, the Bible says the earth belongs to the Lord. In other words, God has always had rulership of the earth and he gave it to Adam. Adam turned around and he gave it to Satan. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world. Who made Satan the God of this world? Adam did. Because Adam gave his authority over to Satan. And so then Jesus comes to take back what rightfully belongs to God. Eventually he's going to give it to his father. But I want you to understand that God and the devil want to be worshipped. That they both want to rule. They both want to reign. But actually God is the rightful owner and the devil is a counterfeit. Now people ask the question, Pastor, what, what, what's our role you know, should the, should the state and the church be separate or not separate? And, and as I began to look in the Gospels, here, here's where I want you to think and understand. Do you notice that Jesus never really focused on the Romans? He didn't come and say, listen, your political system is corrupt. You're full of greed. You're, you just got all these issues and problems. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to solve your political system. It's like Jesus ignored the Romans. As a matter of fact, he, has no, he ignored Israel too. He ignored the political system. He ignored the religious system. And he said, I have come to tell you about a kingdom, God's kingdom. He began to teach us the principles because here's really what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that if the kingdom of God enters our heart, it will transform us. We'll become different people. We'll become better employees, better mothers, fathers, children, workers, ministry leaders, pastors, whatever. When the kingdom of God comes into our hearts, then we are changed. And then watch this. The world around us changes. If Jesus comes into your family, we've heard that testimony today, right? That if Jesus comes into your family, how many know that your neighborhood is going to change? People are going to look at you. They're going to say, hey, we want to be, we want to be like you. There's something about you. And, and, and little by little, Jesus said that, that the kingdom was like a little seed. It, it starts like a mustard seed, but it begins to what? It begins to spread. And this is why governments and authorities are always threatened by the Bible. They're threatened by Christianity because they know that it will mushroom. And my friends, let me say this. It actually gets stronger when it's persecuted. When Christianity is challenged, it actually becomes stronger, more real, more genuine. When it's kind of left to relaxation, we become very stagnant. We see this with the, the children of Israel in the Old Testament where when they were living in prosperity, they, they, they usually were not doing well spiritually. But the reverse was true. And so we have this idea, my friends, that, well, you know what? If we have the right people in political places... Then, then it'll be good for Christianity and we can spread the kingdom of God. How many have found out that's not the case? I know personally, people that 
we have sponsored, we have, we have sent to office, and then all of a sudden, when they get into office, they get consumed by this political system, and they forget their convictions, they forget who they are, and they begin to promote things that are anti-God. My friends, here's the truth. God does not need political people to bring about his kingdom. Somebody ought to give God praise. If, if Jesus needed that, he would have ran for office. He would have dealt with Pontius Pilate differently. He would have dealt with, you know, with Caesar differently. He would, have, he would have dealt with Herod differently or any of the religious system. He just said, I am here to deal with the kingdom of God. And the one time that we can really see in history where Constantine made Christianity the official religion of the state, my friends, it was an absolute disaster. Because watch this, it's like the... It's like the whore that, that rode the beast, right? It wasn't about personal conviction and walking with God. All of a sudden, it became forced Christianity. And now people, you know, came into power, not because they wanted to make a difference, but because they wanted to rule and reign, and corruption and greed begin to happen. Now, am I saying we shouldn't run for office? Am I saying we, you know, we, we shouldn't have a voice? I'm saying all those things are important, that, that if that's where God has called you, like Daniel, Moses, Joseph, that's where you ought to be. But my friends, this idea that the only way that we can redeem the world is that Christianity is in power is absolutely not biblical. God doesn't need political systems. As a matter of fact, he works around them. He, he doesn't want Christianity to be the forced religion of the state. He, he knows that it has to be a personal, independent conviction between God and you. But what we're watching today, what we are what we are witnessing is an apostate church that is rising. Paul talked about it with Timothy. He said, he said this will be the condition of the church in the last days. This is what people are going to be like. They're, they're going to be chasing leaders that, that can scratch their itchy ears and, 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 and they don't want to deal with meat and they don't want to deal with reality. They, they just want to you know, have feel-good stories and they're, and they're just going to receive everything that is coming. And, and I want you to notice today that the church is, is almost, it really is being divided between the people that are saying, hey, we're going to stick to the word of God versus the people that are saying, well, you know, we got to include that group and we got to include this group and, you know, if we're going to be relevant, then, you know, then, then we're going to have to receive this. And, and all of a sudden, we become an apostate church. That's exactly what happened to the early church in Rome. Because the people that came not only came to Christianity, they said, well, well we have our pagan gods and we have our pagan symbols. And, and so it was kind of like, well, okay, you know, bring, bring what you have. I'm sure that we can all, I'm sure that we can all gather along and then, and, and then, you know, get along. And then what happened? All of a sudden, the real was watered down. It became a mixture within the faith. And so you could call yourself a Christian and still do certain things because it was the state religion. And today, my friends, listen, listen, today, we have people that, you know, may go to church, may do all the activities and, and have all the, all the, all the labels. I, I watch this on social media all the time of people who call themselves believers. And then you look at their page and you think to yourself, how in the world are you a believer? How are you a follower of Jesus? And you know what the truth is? The truth is that people that call themselves Christians, it doesn't really matter. It's a title. Sometimes it's just, you know, I was born into that family and I'm Christian. But in reality, they live like the devil. 
There's a difference between being a Christian and being a Christ follower. How many understand what I'm talking about? And so we're, 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 we're watching this false religion. We're, we're watching this combination. Anybody heard of Chrislam? The combination of Christendom with Islam. We have rabbis and priests and people that are coming together and say, hey, we worship the, we worship the same God and we can build, you know, in the Middle East, they've actually built temples uh, to, to, to Chrislam that, that we're not different and we're the same and we're worshiping the same gods. Well, you know, my friends, here's why Jesus becomes a problem because Jesus is very specific. He tells us exactly the way and that narrow is the way. And this is why we get into trouble because we don't follow the broad way. We follow the narrow way and the words of Jesus. And then we become, you know, discriminating and we we become racist and we're narrow-minded and we follow hate speech and and a God of hate because watch this, the world wants to follow the broad way. Because if it's narrow, you're going to have to exclude people. And, and so we're, we're not living in a world of exclusion. We're living in a world of inclusivity. Just come as you are, do what you want, whatever you think, be your own God. But my friends, watch this. The kingdom of heaven is not an inclusive place. It's an exclusive place. Rajiv, the, the Bible tells us that heaven has walls and gates. And it's not to keep people like Peter in. It's not like, hey, Peter, you know, don't be leaving at night. No, no, no. It's not to keep people in. It's to keep something out. And, and the way you come in is through personal relationship with Jesus. And, and if you don't believe this, then you don't understand the gospel. And this is why the Bible tells us repent. Repent. Be transformed. Be changed. But now we have this, anybody, you know, all, all roads lead to Rome, all roads lead to heaven, and, and my friends, it is absolutely not true, it is a lie. Those of you that are watching online, I know there are many voices, I know there are many thoughts and philosophies, and false people that are spreading lies in the name of Christianity, and it's not the truth. I was telling Pastor Moses, I got, you know, and, and, and Pastor Carolyn says to me, why do you get into these fights? Why do you, you know, on social media where people are posting things that quote unquote they say are from the Bible, but they're not from the Bible. But I'm like, you're trying to represent the word of God. You're trying to represent Christ. And as a pastor, I feel like I have a responsibility to say, hey, that's not the word of God. That's not what the word of God teaches. Stop leading people astray. Stop influencing them in a, in a wicked and evil way because you want to just be an influencer and, and you want to get a lot of likes. You want to be liked? You want to be followed? Lie. Create nonsense. Can I say it this way? I'm online. Spread BS and everybody will like you. Tell the truth, and your likes are going to go way down. People don't want to follow you because you are what? Because you're speaking the truth. So who is he? Who is the answer man? Who is this antichrist? Here's what's interesting. You're actually not going to find that term antichrist in the book of Revelation. John, the writer of the book of Revelation, he tells us who he is. But in, in the book of Revelation, the antichrist is the beast. He's the beast. Listen to a few scriptures so you know who he is. 1 John 2.18, listen to what John says. Same writer, little children. It is the last hour, and as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. 1 John 2.22, who is a liar 
but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. You know what John would say to you? Oh, people would say, well, he's a prophet. No, you're a liar. Oh, he's a great teacher. No, you're a liar. That's what John is saying. If you deny that Jesus is the Christ, you're speaking by the spirit of Antichrist. Now, I know that's not popular to say, but it's what the Word of God says. It says he is an Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. 1 John 4 and 3, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist which you have heard that was coming and now is already in the world. 2 John 1, 7, For many deceivers have gone into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a, de a deceiver and an antichrist. So my friends, I want you to notice something. Antichrist is a spirit, a demon spirit, and eventually will be manifest as an individual. He will be a person. Charismatic, brilliant, articulate, amazing, powerful. The world will follow him because Satan is behind him. So watch this. Not, not only will he have the, the, the business smarts and the economic smarts, but literally supernatural power will be working through and with this individual that, that it, it's going to be something beyond somebody that has charisma. It's going to be somebody that, that is beyond just, well, you know, we're just attracted to that individual. No, no, no. This is going to be somebody that is anointed supernaturally by the devil. And here's what Jesus said about those last days. In the Gospel of Luke, he says, you want to know what the last days are going to be like? He said this, as it was in the days of Noah and as it was in the days of Lot, so will the last days be. And, he, and here's what Jesus said. They're, they're, they're going to be doing life normally. They're going to be married. They're, they're going to be doing business. They're going to be doing buying and selling. They're going to be doing everything. But the climate of the earth will be just like it was in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. Have, have you noticed some things in your society that would tell you, my God, we're, 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 we are living in the days of Noah. We are, we are living in the days of Lot. It, it, it is phenomenal to me the evil that people can create on a daily basis and how desensitized we have become to wickedness. You notice that? Whether it's in songs, whether it's on TV, it's in everyday life, it's like, oh yeah, there's something else. And, and when, just when you think that someone has, has broken a boundary, then somebody else comes along and, and creates a new boundary and, and, and creates a more vicious circle and a more vicious thing than we than we had before. So let's talk about this beast. Can we get that picture up? Let's talk about this beast because I want you to notice the description. Remember, this is a human being. Notice the description when, when it talks about horns. And by the way, you know, people avoid the book of Revelation because like, well, you know, there's so much imagery and I don't, I don't get it, I don't understand it. It's actually not that difficult when, when you begin to look at the, the, the rest of the Bible to understand the book of Revelation. There, there's a principle, by the way, that you need to study in the Word called the principle of first mention. You ever heard of this? In other words, you read something you want to go back and say, where is this first mentioned in the Bible? Because that will give you a great understanding. Horns talks about authority and power and government. Heads talks about leadership. Crown talks about kingship and government and nobility. I want you to notice that he had the mouth of a lion. In other words, very, very ferocious. The claws of a bear. He could, he could 
create massive devastation. Isn't it interesting that, you know, we call the bear today, what do we call the bear? The Russian bear. Interesting. And who is rising to power today but the whole Russian empire? I want you to notice that Satan worship will be prevalent in the last days, occultism, spirituality. I mean, there's even, I don't even know what this, I don't even know what this program is, is about, but there's actually a program called Lucifer. All the desensitization of what is happening. And, and, if, and if this wasn't bad enough, do you know that we're about to be invaded by aliens? And I'm not talking about people from Trinidad. <laughs> aliens, like, Thanos is coming. That the U.S. military is, is literally saying we've, we've recorded things. We're, we're seeing things. Pilots are saying, you know, we're, we're seeing things that are not on the radar. We, we don't understand what for years now. Uh, for the last couple of years, for sure. And my friends, listen, I believe it. I believe what modern technology has been able to capture. I don't think they're lying. I don't think they're making it up. I believe they are seeing things. Now, watch this. I don't believe they're seeing aliens. But I believe they're seeing the spirit world. Because if there's life somewhere else, then does the blood of Jesus cover that life? Why, why aren't we told about other worlds and other salvation? Why? Is Jesus, who is the creator of the universe, is the only interested in our planet, but not in other planet? My friends, watch this. What the Bible tells us is about the natural world and the spiritual world. What I, what I believe they are seeing is they are seeing demonic entities. So that when these demonic entities arrive, it'll just be a common place. It'll be like, oh yeah, we, we've, been, we've been told this for years. And, and this is why through the movies, it's, it's just driven into you, right? Aliens, aliens, other life forms. So when the demonic arrives, you're not gonna be spooked. The beast is gonna give way to this. The beast is gonna make room for this. The beast is gonna create is gonna create a federal system of 10 nations. Now watch this. You will either follow the beast or he will subdue your nation. You will come under. Now watch this. You got to see this, church. You, you got to see beyond what is happening. You got to see beyond the pandemic and the virus. So let me just say this before I get all the hate mail. I, I, I'm, not an, I, I'm not denying there's a virus. I'm not denying that. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, okay? Please spare me the, the hatred, whoever's online. I'm not denying the virus. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. As a matter of fact, uh, now I have issues with this vaccine. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But I have had more vaccines in my life. I have uh, typhoid, yellow fever, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, hepatitis C. Some of the nations, Africa, India, without some of these vaccines, I couldn't even go in and preach the gospel. But I do have concerns about this vaccine. But I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm not denying the virus, but I have some concerns. As, as I'm watching the world, I'm, I'm watching the governments under quote-unquote the umbrella of health become very authoritarian. In our own country, the Charter of Rights, the Constitution have seemed to mean nothing. I mean, isn't this the time you have Charter of Rights and a Constitution when, when there are concerns about human rights? No, no, no. Every court decision has gone against individuals. For the first time in my life, 55 years, I, 
I've never heard of pastors being imprisoned for holding church. Fines that are levied upon Christians and the Christian church for having a church service because you violated public orders, which by the way, here's what's amazing, church. Public orders are not even the law. You haven't even broken the law. You have violated an order. And it's not only churches. If you're, if you're a business owner and, 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 you, and you say, hey, I want to open up, they're going to crush you. Do, do you remember when that restaurant op- opened in Toronto? Fully armed, SWAT, on horses, because somebody's cooking burgers? Something's wrong. Something wrong. Something, something is wrong when we need that kind of force for something that you have a 99% survival rate of. And I'm not diminishing anybody that's lost their lives. Listen, I have family members that, that lost their lives because of the I'm not diminishing that. But I'm saying there's something happening here beyond just the virus that you have to look and say the world is being primed. Governments are becoming authoritative. They are, they, they are, they are spending and creating debt at historical numbers. Some of you young people, you're like, oh, pastor, what do I care about debt? What do I care about spending? Let me tell you something. You better care because you're going to pay it back. It's probably not my generation that's going to pay it back. It's your children that are going to have to pay it back. And they'll be slaves. And, and we're, we're hearing things about, you know, you, you, everything's going to be, uh, you know, part of the, uh, the corporate government and you're not going to own property. And, and, and we're hearing things about the, 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 uh, the minimum income. Doesn't that sound good? Everybody's going to be equal. Sounds like communism. Everybody's going to be the same. Everybody's going to be on an equal footing. But you're not going to own anything, and, and, and you can't run your own business. But, but you know what? You, you, you get to stay home because, watch this, the new system caters the lazy, destroys creativity. My friends, I don't know if you've noticed, have you read it? Even Israel, one of the most democratic countries in the world, has now shifted to a coalition that is much more left. America, America quietly and silently has become one of the most socialistic governments and nations in the world and people aren't even aware. You see, my friends, you're sitting here today, you think you live in a free country. Isn't that what they tell you all the time? You're in a free country. Really? Really? Take your mask off, see what happens. We, 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 are, we are living now in a country of the unvaxxed, the one doser, and the fully dosed. Where do you think this is all going to go? Where do you think this is all going to go if, 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 if you notice that it is about the control of movement? Pretty soon you're, you know, you know, that's what I love. You know, people say, oh, are we going to need a passport to travel? Oh, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden the language changes. Well, you know, if you want to cross the border, you have to be fully vaccinated. Not a single. You got to be a full doser. And by the way, I don't even know if you noticed that, that the government has already bought 65 million booster shots. Get ready. How many boosters are we going to need? How often? How many variants are there going to be? I mean, we're talking about the fourth wave. I didn't even know we were over the third wave. We, we have, we have here's, here's, what, here's what I don't understand. 
you know, I've got a couple here that, you know, moved their marriage by a year so that they would be better off and they would have been better off getting married last year. <laughs> and yet more people are vaccinated. There's less cases, but we are more restricted than ever. You got to ask yourself the question, what is really going on? Is this really just about a virus? My friends, why are uh, doctors and scientists and people that study viruses, the moment that they don't follow the status quo, literally they are silenced, harassed, told they're going to lose their life. These are doctors and scientists that are saying, hey, we're, we're seeing some irregularities here. Shut up. Something's wrong. But you know what it is? It's a movement Towards the left, it's a movement because watch this. It is much easier for authoritative governments to give over the sovereignty of their nations. Wow. Easier to give it over to the beast. Easier to give it over to the Antichrist. And, and then you hear things like this. You know, they, they had the, the G7, they had NATO, and the first thing that Johnson said, Prime Minister of Britain, first thing out of his mouth, he says, you know, well, we got to create more equality among the nations. Doesn't that sound good? Because some of you are from nations that are poor, and you're like, oh, that sounds great, but here's what you're not understanding. What you're not understanding is you're watching a redistribution of wealth from the rich nations to the poor nations, not so that the poor nations will actually come up, but so that you will have influence over the poor nations. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan, and the Bible tells us here that even in Daniel 2.41 where he saw, watch this, Daniel saw a statue. Can we put up the statue there? Daniel saw a statue with 10 toes. Part of the statue, remember this, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was the head. Then he talked about the Persian, the Greek, the Roman. And he said, in the last days, 10 toes, 10 horns, which really represents 10 nations that, that this coalition is going to rule and, and the Antichrist will rule through these 10 nations. But watch this. They're made of claw and iron. The toes are made of claw and iron, which means in the end there will be a mixture of government that normally clay and iron don't mix together, but in the last days they're going to come together to rule. Don't you see mixtures happening? You're like, how does that group fit in with that group? And my friends, let me just tell you this very clearly. I don't understand all of it. Right now I'm still doing some research, but I'm telling you right now that the world religious system will somehow include climate change. Because climate change is not about your clean water and your clean sky. Okay? You have to understand there is, I mean, you have the Pope of the Catholic Church talking about climate change. You, you have the leader of the United States of America telling his armed forces the greatest challenge to the United States is climate change. What? You have leaders like our prime minister, I've got a quote, talking about the Great Reset. Have you heard of this? He said, we, we have an opportunity to advance the Great Reset and climate change. What? Now watch this. When they get challenged, here's what they go. Oh, conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories. But my friends, watch this. The Bible is not a conspiracy. This is the truth. 
But you know what's encouraging? Daniel said, I saw this statue. Massive. Unbelievable. Describes the head of gold finally, finally getting down to the toes. But he said, I saw something else. He, he said, I saw a mountain. By the way, do you know that in, Ma- in the Bible, mountain speaks of government? He said, and I saw a stone that was carved without hands come from the mountain and crush the statue. You know what Daniel said? He said, I, I saw the government of God. Who's, who's the rock? Who's the stone? Christ is the stone. He said, he will come and he will crush the system. He'll crush the beast. He'll crush the false prophet. He, he's going to destroy the false religion of that day. The answer man is coming. And the world is primed. My friends, the world is primed. Now, here's what's not going to be part of our series. Whether you believe the church is going to be here or not here, I'm going to leave that debate to you to go look into the scriptures, whether you think the church will be here, not be here. Because here's what I find. When, when Christians are pressed and, and they get a little bit Unnerved, then they go, Well, you know what? The rapture will come, we'll be out of here anyway. Maybe. What if it doesn't? The Bible tells us, my friends, in that day, I'll talk about this next week, that literally angels are going to be flying around the sky telling people, Don't take the mark. Don't take the mark. Don't take the mark. I want you to stand with me. I want to close today. I don't want you to be frightened, but I want you to be prepared. Those of you that are watching online, I want you to be prepared. I I don't want you to be ignorant of the devil's devices because the days are short. Let me close with 2 Timothy 2.13. Listen to what Paul said to Titus. I'm sorry, Titus. Titus 2.13. Notice our responsibility. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're we're not looking for Antichrist. We know he's coming. Our hope is we're looking for you, Lord, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Are you passionate today? Are you ignited today? Are Are you on fire, my friends? Listen, for good works. We're living in amazing times. It is phenomenal the days that we are living in and Christ is going to be here before you know it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. Lord, Lord, thank you for telling us these things in your word. Thank you for revealing them to us so that we're not going to be caught unaware so that we're not going to be fooled by all that's going on. You're so faithful. You're so good. Father, bless all our dads today. Those that are watching, those that are here with us, bless your people. Protect us. Watch over us. Keep us in your tender, loving care. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us online today. God bless you.